Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. I'm your host for today, Gina Leahy, a real estate and finance attorney from Philadelphia. In today's episode, we have state arbitration limits being themselves limited in California, regulatory plans to avert the next toxic train disaster, Section 230, and Column Tuesday taking aim at Experian and Equifax. Let's do do and swing your partner into today's stories. On February 15th, a U.S. Court of Appeals ruled that California's 2019 AB 51 law banning mandatory workplace arbitration contracts was preempted by the Federal Arbitration Act. Other state laws attempting to limit mandatory arbitration in the workplace have been rejected in New Jersey, New York, and Washington. A federal court upheld a law in Illinois limiting the enforcement of mandatory arbitration, but this does not challenge the precedent set by the Federal Arbitration Act. While Congress has taken some action against pro-arbitration federal policy, such as the law banning enforcement of contract provisions mandating third-party arbitration of workplace sexual harassment or assault claims, it has yet to pass broader restrictions on mandatory arbitration. Many state lawmakers in Democratic majority legislatures continue to attempt to ban or limit mandatory arbitration. States are considering enacting laws similar to California's Private Attorney General Act, which lets workers sue their employer on behalf of the state to enforce certain employment laws. However, federal legislation remains the most viable solution for pursuing a uniform limitation. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg plans to increase regulation of high-hazard flammable trains and raise penalties for violations in the aftermath of a chemical train derailment in Ohio. The Transportation Department is urging freight rail companies to speed up the use of safer tank cars and opt into a reporting system that protects whistleblowers who spot safety problems. Buttigieg is also calling on Congress to increase the maximum fines the department can impose on rail companies for violating safety regulations and to expand hazardous materials training for first responders. The National Transportation Safety Board is still investigating the cause of the Ohio derailment, but the Transportation Department plans to pursue further rulemaking on high-hazard flammable trains and electronically controlled pneumatic brakes. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Reagan is set to announce additional measures to ensure the health and safety of the community in Ohio affected by the derailment and to hold Norfolk Southern accountable. It is worth noting that Norfolk Southern was among the rail companies set to strike at the end of 2022 before Congress and the president intervened. In September of last year, railway workers belonging to the union Smart Transportation Division, Smart TD, rejected a deal brokered by the Biden administration, prompting the possibility of either a strike or being locked out by rail companies. The railway workers had been engaged in almost three years of contract negotiations, and they were demanding higher pay and better working conditions. The railway contract negotiations involved a heated debate over an attendance policy that union members said was oppressive. Congress stepped in and passed legislation aimed at averting the rail strike. Norfolk Southern has been at the center of controversy regarding its continued use of Civil War-era braking systems. It is unknown at this time if those systems contributed to the derailment. The U.S. Supreme Court is set to hear a case that could weaken a legal shield protecting Internet companies from a range of lawsuits. The case involves a lawsuit brought by the family of Nohemi Gonzalez, an American student who was fatally shot in a Paris terrorist attack in 2015. 
The family claims that Google-owned YouTube unlawfully recommended videos by the Islamic State group to certain users, thereby spreading its message and recruiting jihadists. The lawsuit was brought under the U.S. Anti-Terrorism Act, but was dismissed by the San Francisco-based 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals due to the legal protections provided by Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. Over the weekend, we released a special Maximum Minimum Competence episode laying out the history of Section 230 and the chief arguments for and against its modification. If you're interested, jump back an episode in your podcast player and take a listen. And finally, it's Column Tuesday. That's where I have the pleasure of inviting you to read my co-host Andrew's weekly column on Bloomberg Tax. This week's column is about Equifax and Experian, two credit reporting agencies that have experienced significant data breaches in recent years and have been criticized for offering insufficient compensation to those affected. The 2017 Equifax breach settlement pool of over $38 million resulted in per-consumer payouts mostly in the single-dollar digit range, despite the breach affecting nearly half of the U.S. population. A similar breach by Experian in 2015 led to a payout of around 0.004% of the company's value. The lack of competition in credit reporting industry suggests that incentives such as fines or excise taxes may be necessary to encourage companies to prioritize data security. Offering bounties to ethical hackers who report vulnerabilities could also incentivize agencies to value data breaches as a serious threat to consumer security. The value of personal information on the dark web and its minimal compensation through legal channels raises questions about how the justice system values individuals' data. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all of the topics touched on today are in our show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Gina and my co-host Andrew is at Andrew. Minimum Competence is part of the EsquireCast network of podcasts and streams on esqstream.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow, and until then, trot happily into the sunset with your minimum competence.